Hi, my name is Alexander Hastings, and welcome to my show, Diary of a Transman. For more information about the show, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Well, another two weeks have passed since my last episode. It is now Sunday, March 10th, Daylight Savings Time. So if you haven't checked your clocks yet, just remember to spring them forward an hour, which uh, can be quite confusing. So I slept in till about 11 o'clock this morning, and that was before... I had changed my clock, so really it was 12, so I was all off this morning. Usually I get up at 7.30, so but I felt really refreshed, so I'm going to go with it. Now I just got another hard week of work coming up to drain all that energy back out of me. So I'm going to apologize once again. It is windy here in New York, and if you hear any kind of loud noises coming through the background, it is the wind. Eventually, one of these days, the weather will cooperate with me in my non-soundproofed room and provide a recording condition that is conducive to this video or to this uh, audio recording. So it finally happened to me. I forgot to go to the pharmacy and pick up my testosterone. It's only been six months and I've already gotten to, into a state of complacency about my shots. So I was, I was planning on doing it all week. I, I put in the, the refill request on Tuesday thinking, you know, I have the rest of the week to go and pick it up. And then it got to Friday and I was driving home because I had a a dentist appointment after lunch so I was driving home after lunch and I was like well I could go and uh, pick it up before the dentist or I could just pick it up on the way after and I decided just to take the extra 30 minute lunch lunch break instead of uh, the the hour that I would have had if I had gone to the pharmacy and then when I was coming back from the dentist, it just slipped my mind. And I didn't think about it until it was like 7 o'clock at night. And I frantically looked at my phone. It's like, crap, when does the pharmacy open? And it's a military pharmacy, and so it's not open on the weekends. So my shot, I usually do my shots on Monday mornings. Now I'm going to have to wake up super early to go to the pharmacy when it opens at 7 in order to pick up my shot so I can still get it in the morning and keep my my schedule normal. But it only took me six months to forget to do this. So I have many, many more years of forgetting to pick up my my testosterone from a pharmacy so this is just a <laughs> the first time it's happened well, sometimes you just forget you know that you actually still need to take shots in order to maintain your appearance and lifestyle uh, as a transgender male so-
So big things coming up in the month of April for me. I'm going to be going to a uh, combined arms training center rotation JRTC in Louisiana for about a month. I've already put in my request to have extra refills of testosterone waiting for me so I can take them with me. But the, the real kicker with this is I have to live in the female barracks. So I am only three months away from my gender being officially changed in the army system. So this comes right at the end um, of kind of my, my period in the army where I am still forced to have, you know, female marked on everything, which is starting to get a little weird since my name has changed. And so you see my name on all these rosters for all these different events and stuff. And it still has that F mark to it next to it. So I guess, and it doesn't help the fact that I no longer look like a female at like at all. My, my face has gotten to the point where I pass hundred percent in public unless there's somebody who knew me before that says the wrong programs and kind of gives me away. For a JRTC rotation, something like this, um, we go down and we stay in kind of a tent city uh, situation for the first week. Uh, it's kind of like an in-processing, getting uh, all the equipment, all the vehicles, everything ready before you actually go into the field for two weeks and in the field is fine i have no problems with that we have these new little pop-up tents that everybody gets so you don't even have to sleep in in the big tent with everybody anymore i have a little bit of your own privacy and i mean we have porta parties out there that's the, the best thing about aviation is you know we always bring porta parties with us wherever we go so and there's no shower facilities. Nobody takes a shower, so you don't have to worry about that. But in the week before you go into the field and the week after you, you're in the field, you'll be living in Tent City, um, which is just a, the big, big tents, and they'll have female showers and male showers and male and female uh, portable wash uh, trailers kind of just where they have a bunch of sinks and mirrors and stuff and there so there's a bunch of females that know that I'm trans and are cool with it I mean they're completely fine with it and then there's a bunch of new in-processing females who are going to be going with us to this rotation and who don't know I'm trans. So it's kind of a, a weird, uncomfortable situation that I have to deal with because I don't want to have them, the new females, you know, suddenly start calling me she and stuff and, and I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just projecting my own insecurities on other people and stuff, but I don't know, it's just gonna feel weird uh, and uncomfortable for me to say the least. But it's only this one small 
blip one month of doing this and then right when I come back from JRTC of course I get to go do top surgery uh, in New York City and then right after I come back from top surgery my gender marker will officially be changed in the army so it's kind of these next three months is kind of a really fast kind of timeline right to the end and you know hopefully nothing happens with the trump administration and not the transgender policy during that time since uh since that last injunction was removed yeah who knows but if hopefully nothing happens i'm able to get my gender change in the army system before potentially putting these stops to to that Another complication uh, that's come up towards the end of the month here is that I was put on a court-martial panel, uh, the all-officer court-martial panel for the Army for the full the full year of 2019. I didn't expect anything to come of it. Uh, you rarely hear about these things happening, but uh, a court-martial did get bumped up to the officer level and now I'm supposed to sit in this case at the end of the month right when I'm supposed to be going to JRTC so I have to do this memorandum in order to the to the major general in order to try to get out of this court-martial but if I can't get out of this court-martial the real uh the real kind of issue i think i think my command will be cool with it uh but you never know so you have to be wearing your army service uniform the nice dress blue uniform and my female uniform no longer fits my shoulders have gone too wide i it looks ridiculous i can't wear it and it costs about 250 if we're being on the cheap side to buy a brand new uniform I had already bought a new male uniform uh, so that I could start wearing it once I got my paperwork signed in in June and we're gonna have our military ball and then I'm also getting promoted to captain during that time so those are two scenarios that I would have to wear my uniform immediately following my gender change now I've got to get my commander to write me an exception to policy memo, um, which is totally legal. It's it states in the transgender policy handbook that your commanders can do an exception to policy memo if they feel like you will, you know, make the the standards look ridiculous or, you know, like trying to force me into the female uniform when I know look like a female and. That would just, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I've got the mail uniform, so I just gotta get my commander to write me this this memo uh, and then sign it, and I should be good. Though the court-martial does not know my name is changed to Alexander because at the time I had to fill out the questionnaire, my name hadn't changed yet, so I had to put Alexandra and then female on everything so 
especially since I am the youngest and lowest ranking person on this panel, showing up uh, to as a completely different gender, different person than they were, what they were expecting could cause some confusion, maybe some questions, and uh, not something I really want to have to explain or basically come out to, you know, a whole bunch of lieutenant colonels, colonels, majors. Um, but there's always a plus side. The major general could accept my memorandum saying that I, I can't go because I have JRTC, uh, and then I would get out of it. So basically, I'm forced between these two situations, either do the panel and run into the, the problems with my uniform and having to come out to a bunch of high-ranking officers who I know nothing about and would only see for three to four days, or go to JRTC, live in the female barracks, and then have to come out to all the new females in the, in the uh, unit and with knowing that I'm going to be changing my gender and with it all my lodging and buildings changes requirements would change basically in the two months after we come back from JRGC so gosh it's going to be a very interesting lead into the summer months here uh, fortunately I'll be you know boobless since I'll have my top surgery and we'll get to enjoy the summer sun as I relax uh, by the side of a pool and get a tan. Especially since I'm going to be having the minimally, minimally invasive surgery, I won't have to worry about, you know, large scars, um, which would cause questions at the my community pool. So I'm looking forward to going stealth this summer uh, if, if I can and that is the bright light in the distance of the next three months. As for surgery prep, I'm looking forward to, to getting into the office after all this to take care of uh, the surgery. And I got all my packet full of forms from Dr. Jacob's office, got my mom to witness all of them, turned them all in. I'm gonna get the required blood work and everything and sonograms through uh, the military. And then I got my, uh, the major, uh, who's my primary, one of my primary care managers to write a memorandum and then got my current or my captain to sign off on convalescent leave so I no longer have to take my own chargeable leave uh, in order to get time off for recovery I get two weeks of free leave which I wasn't sure was gonna happen so I'm really excited about that so basically once we get back from JRTC I'll have once a two and a half weeks of uh, time to, to take care of the labs and everything because they have to be done within a month of your surgery and obviously since I'll be in the in the field I won't be able to do those right at the beginning of the month so we'll get all that stuff done and get the results of, of all my labs and everything back over to the 
to Dr. Jacob's office in New York and hopefully everything everything's good and it works out. One concern I guess I'm having is he said you you're not allowed to have any kind of acne or anything kind of on your chest, which makes sense to lead bacterial infections and all that stuff. Um, but after living in the in the field, and then basically we're it's Louisiana in the middle of spring, so it's gonna be very humid. No showers for the entire time that we're out there in the in the in the field. So, and I, I'm very prone to getting acne. I, I have been ever since I went through puberty the first time. So I can, you know, I just hope it doesn't really flare up that bad. And if, if I do get any, I'm able to clear it up again uh, prior to going to see him. Because I would really hate to go through all this and get excited about surgery and then to have it pushed, uh, to push back to a later date because of something as silly as, as acne. And really any any date that we push it back to later, it just affects my the length of my recovery time that kind of end date and my ability to deploy um, in the in the fall. So what I've been learning as I've been detailing my, my journey here is that with each step that I take in my journey, it creates both new experiences and that may or may, or may not be good or bad. And with those new experiences come new problems, which I am learning how to solve. And everything that I've been going through is just making me a more complex individual and helping to grow um, as a as a person so really I am I'm grateful for everything that I've that I'm going through even though it seems like I'm just complaining the whole time but this podcast really is a way for me to just lay out all of my thoughts without any fear or judgment and that maybe one of the things that I say will reflect with somebody and help them in their own experiences or maybe it just they can just relate to what I'm going through in in their own lives so I'm grateful for for everyone who who listens to this podcast and this is my my sixth episode, and I've hit just over a hundred individual listens on my episodes. So it's a, it's a small start, but you know, I when I created this this podcast, I was never expecting to be, you know, a superstar podcaster who would have millions of people just listening. I'm I'm happy with with getting my words and my voices and my voice out to just as many people as as I can reach. So thank you to everyone who has taken the time 
to listen to this show. I hope to have many more episodes for you guys out in the future. So, once again, my name is Alexander Hastings, and this has been Diary of a Trans Man. Feel free to check out the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts, your choice. And also check out the Instagram account, diaryoftm.podcast, as well as the Twitter of the same handle. See you next time on Diary of a Trans Man.